Hello and welcome to the Pageant Buzz podcast. You are here with your hosts, Kristen and Rebecca. This is a podcast where we talk about glam, glitz, and what life is really like with a crown. This is a podcast for those girls who have inhaled more hairspray than they have oxygen. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pageant Buzz podcast. You are here with your hosts, Rebecca and Kristen today. There's both of us and we are going to do a life update. We're late on our episode today. I'm so sorry, but Rebecca had to jet off and then hop on a cruise ship for a week. So I couldn't even talk to you. You were like totally gone. I'm sorry. I had to go on vacation and unplug for a full four days without internet access. It was really crazy. I didn't even have texting. Oh, seriously? The boat didn't have Wi-Fi? Well, you had to pay for Wi-Fi and it was like $20 a day per device. And Dave Ramsey, AKA Justin said, nope, we're not doing it. I mean, $20 per device. That is kind of a lot actually. I know. So we did not have any way to have any kind of phone usage other than using like your phone for pictures and stuff like that. Like I I clearly took a bazillion photos, but I did not have texting, social media, anything. But for me, who is literally on my phone working, I feel like 24 hours a day, you know me, I'm always answering clients, always thinking about wardrobe, something to do with clients. It was really needed. I really needed that like step back to not think about it because we are in the midst of nationals prep, wrapping up state pageant season. It has been so crazy. And I really needed that little break. I'm glad you got that break because you know what I was thinking about that. I actually need to take a break like that because before I competed, I would do the whole like post and, and run away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the post and ghost. That's what I couldn't think of what you called it, but yeah. So I did that and it, I, it just like really does help clear your mind out when you're not always on Instagram or Facebook or whatever your, your vice is. And I was thinking about it the other day when I was doing the scrolling and I was like, I should probably reset myself right now because I'm on here all the time anymore. Just literally just scrolling Mindless scrolling. Yeah. There's something really powerful. I think about just taking some downtime from social media, but it, for me, it's not, I don't really have that big of an issue with social media. Like I'm, that's really not my thing. I am so glued to clients and texting and responding. And I just needed to take a minute to not think about anybody else and just focus on like my kids, my husband, my family, and like not think about anybody else or what their wardrobe issues were or what was happening with their interview prep or their paperwork or anything and just take a minute and breathe. So it was really nice. I currently have 59 unread text messages right now. Probably 25 of those are from me. (laughs) (laughs) well and some of the group chats I'm in they text too fast and then I have to go back and reread and then by the time Mm -hmm. I would have replied I'm so late 
on yeah. replies that they've already found a solution, moved on, whatever it is. And, right. then, and so that I don't respond. I've had to leave some group, group texts, like chains that I was in and just like really kindly say like, I am so sorry. I right now in my life can't keep up with this group chat. I please don't leave me out of like plans and stuff, but I just can't mentally keep up with this group, group chat right now. Like I've had to do that before in my life. Oh my gosh. Which reminds me, I got invited to somebody's birthday and I can't go. And everybody else replied, except for, I think I'm the only one who did it. And I just remembered, oh my gosh, I got to like message her and let her know because it's going to be at Ohio weekend. Oh, which is coming right up. I'm very excited. I'm actually hopping on a plane tomorrow to come to Ohio, but I don't even think I'm going to get to see you. No, I know. I wanted you to come to Cincinnati because there is a concert that I'm going to, um, Gary Fox or something. Isn't that his name? Um, no, but <laughs> it's, it's a country Did concert. Did I make that up that it was Rascal Flats guy? No, it, it's Rascal Flats, but um, it's not Lavox. Wait, is it Lavox? Oh. And I'm saying it wrong. Hold on, hold on. I don't Let's know. See. I'm gonna Google it. I know. I, I thought am that too. was his name. Was Gary Lavox? I thought it was just Lox. Ah, uh, no, no. It's Gary Lavox. L E V O X. Hundred percent. Come on, really? Yes. Oops. Well, that was my fault then. Hundred um, percent. That is his name. Okay. According well, to the internet. Uh, all right. Whatever. The one that has like the the lead singer, like with yeah. like the main singer of it. Yeah. Yep. That with the kind well, of pokey uppy hair. I'm yeah. That that is him, the, and I'm only going to call him Gary guy? Box. No, it's Love Ox with a small L E. Like it's L E capital V O X. Lavox. Well, I messed up. Yeah, but that one. And you're like, I have to coach little ones for a full day on Saturday. I cannot go to a concert the night before. Oh, I know I'd be so tired. And I am so tired already from being gone and trying to catch up with work and like my real job and then my coaching stuff. I'm I can't. I know I need to be at my A game for the workshop on Saturday. So I am gonna just head to Wapakoneta and go to my place and get all rested up and have a great workshop on Saturday. But I will be thinking of you at your concert. Thank you. And then the next day I have a golf tournament that I'm playing in. Well, Just so you know. I wish you were doing a pickleball tournament instead. Nope. It's golf tournament and it's the women's member member at our club. Mm -hmm. And it's a very big deal. And if I win, I get this like giant crystal trophy and I want it really bad. I did want to ask you, you and I had talked a little bit about Matt potentially maybe winning this tournament he was playing in. Did he end up winning? No, he, they did really good, but I think there were just a couple strokes behind the winners, but he had won, I think the last two tournaments he had played. So their chances were very good, but they didn't end up winning and he was sad about it. So I really hope I win because it's the female version of the male one. He just lost. Mm -hmm. Is it team or individuals? A team. So I'll have a teammate. Her name's Carly. We're, wear we're wearing matching outfits because that's just who we are. Course, and yes. it's going to be so fun. I love it. So fun. Yeah. Okay. So, um, 
life update. Tell me um, what have you been watching lately, if you've had any time to be watching anything, because I need to tell you what I've been watching. Um, Cruel Summer on Hulu. Did you watch the first season? No, I don't even know about this show. Oh, Rebecca Wheeler, you have got to watch Cruel Summer. It's on Hulu and it's, I don't even know really how to describe it because it's kind of like, one, well, it's like one of those books that you read that kind of goes from, kind of jumps around from different time points. And okay. so at the beginning, it'll say these events happened in and around summer of 2001, summer 2002, summer 2003. And it'll jump back and forth between the same day of each year. And okay. it's a mystery. So like, oh, I love a mystery. So, so in the first episode, you kind of see like the beginning of the characters and then like when they're in the midst of this and then, but then you see like what ultimately ends up happening. And as the story goes on, it kind of works its way. So then it finally will meet in the middle. Oh, like to current time mm-hmm. well, or whatever. Yeah. So basically then like the whole puzzle gets put together. Okay. Cause, because you're seeing things that happen in the beginning and the end that, and you're like, well, why did she just, why did she just flush all those pills down the toilet? That doesn't make sense. But then two weeks later, you get an answer to that. It's very good. Yeah. It's very thrilling. You should watch it. The first season is all out right now. And second season is airing now. That's confusing because I want to say cruel intentions. I know. I th- oh my gosh. What if I got that wrong too? Hang on. <laughs> I didn't. I know I didn't, but let me just make sure. Cause that would be, embarrassing. oh no, it's cruel summer. Okay. I'll have to definitely check that one out. Maybe I can watch that on the plane. Maybe I could download some episodes. I have gotten back into supernatural. Have you watched that? I've never watched that. So I can't oh. get back into it because I don't like paranormal stuff. Mm, I do to a certain extent. I typically will never watch anything with demons, but that's literally almost all of the seasons of Supernatural. So it's weird that I even like it, but it's really good. Okay. I can't watch things that are paranormal or scary. It gives me really bad nightmares. I just can't watch it. It's just something like, even since I was a little girl, I've never been able to watch any scary movies or things like that, that could, I believe could really happen. Like, if it, if it's something that could really happen, I can't watch it. If that yeah. makes sense. And it does. So like, I can't watch it. Like I can listen to true crime all day, but I can't watch true crime shows because, Oh, I, really? Once I've, yeah. Once I've seen it, like if I see the actual like recreation of the crime scene or anything like that, then I can visualize it. And then it gives me nightmares. But if I only hear it, like on a podcast or something, it does not give me any kind of scary dreams. It's really weird. Yeah. I mean, I sleep with a nightlight either way. Cause I do not like being in like the pitch black dark. Like I just want to always, like I open up my eyes and I want to be somewhat aware, even though I can't see anything, I'm legally blind. So I can't see anything either way, but oh, I can I'm see that it's way. light. My contacts or yeah. I almost said subscription. My contact prescription is like negative 5.5 and negative 5.25. I'm just like so, so blind. So when I, and I sleep with an eye mask on. So I don't sleep in the dark, but even if I did sleep in the dark, 
I wouldn't even know like if it was dark or light or anything. Cause I have an eye mask on and I am so blind that like, I can't even see with my, like my hand in front of me. So I have to just go to sleep and have restful thoughts because I cannot think about anything scary. Well, I'm sorry. Um, and okay, also let me, Oh, you have another one. No, I was just going to tell you my contact prescription. Oh, tell me yours. It's like negative 17. Nah, I swear. 17. That's not even a thing, is it? Yeah, it's a thing. I think it's a thing. It's gotta be a thing, so. right? Well, I don't know. I am pretty sure like 5.7 is like pretty bad. And that's what mine was, but it improved. I don't know how. You said it Do improved? you know what? I, yes. It used to be five, negative 5.75 and now it is 5.5. And I truly think it's from taking collagen. Um, well, I lied. I just looked at my prescription. It's not 17. It's negative seven, but that's still, okay. I'm just saying that that makes a little bit more sense. I was like, I don't think it's 17. That doesn't feel well, like possible. I don't even think they would make, seven. they would not give you contacts. They would just like tell you, sorry, you have to wear glasses. Um, let me tell you what I've been watching. Are you ready? Yeah, it went quiet. I was waiting. <laughs> Well, I was hoping you were going to be like, okay, tell me, because I want you to be excited. I was being patient. Well, it's called Shiny Happy People. Have you heard of it? I watched it. It's on Amazon Prime. (sighs) Did you watch all of it? Yeah, I did. It was so disturbing and so incredibly shocking. Um, But also, I got really, really into finding out a lot more about that religion slash cult like so for anybody that so kind of like give a background of what it is for anybody that hasn't watched it okay so the documentary shiny happy people basically kind of starts with covering the duggar family from 19 kids and counting and if you're around kristen and i's age you'll probably remember that show or younger than us or older than us you'll probably still know about the show And it follows this family of Christian fundamentalists who have 19 kids, obviously, from the show and kind of their lifestyle and everything. But then the documentary uncovers a lot more about the actual religion and church that they attended and several other people, not just the Duggars. And after watching it, I found a couple of different podcasts of people who used to be part of that church. And that now they are no longer part of it. And I've been binge listening all kinds of episodes of their stories. And several of them were on that documentary, like from okay. the survivors, like the, mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember the, the wife who was on there. Her name was Tia. She had like kind of strawberry blondish hair and mm-hmm. her husband, like she had left her husband because he almost killed her in the documentary. This is not a spoiler. Okay, so mm-hmm. I've listened to several um, podcasts that she was on, and that's what I've been super into is cult recovery stories. I was such a fan of 19 Kids and Counting and such a fan Me of too. Jill and Jessa um, counting on. And so then watching all this and seeing, you know, Jill talk about how they were treated and filming and by their family. And I was like, and how they had I... never been paid ever, like the adult children of the show never were paid ever and the show is literally called Jill and Jessa it was <laughs> never got paid named 
it was named like they were the namesake of the show. It followed their entire family. They had children on the show. They worked behind the scenes taking like doc like documentary style footage of their childbirth while she was giving birth and they were not paid. So the oldest Josh Duggar is in prison right now because he had um child sexual material and mm-hmm. the FBI did a sting on literally on his computer on his at his work and yeah you know he he was arrested and found guilty and his wife Anna has stayed with him not just through this but beforehand there were other allegations that came out to be true that he had abused his sisters and other family friends and that he had cheated on her and Mm -hmm. she just has stayed Stayed with with him this entire time and it's just so sad they have so many kids together I'm not even sure how many total children they have together but like the the entire time that she was pregnant with those children who was cheating with like um people from like Ashley Madison and things like that it's just like absolutely shocking for her to stay I mean it is especially with the stuff that has to do with the kids yes and the fact that now he's in prison for that and they have so many young children. I just am shocked that she is staying with him. But to the point of what they were talking about in the documentary, the way that this specific organization teaches the women to be, it's that mm-hmm. no matter what, you have faith in your husband and your marriage. And if mm-hmm. your husband's saying something's true or not true, like it's just the devil attacking you and mm-hmm. to believe your husband and they and do if all. You just keep praying that God will just turn his heart. Exactly. And then the fact that they do this homeschooling, but it's not true homeschooling that you would typically get through most homeschool avenues. It's teaching more of things from the church's point of view. And so these, these girls and women don't have a real education. So they grow up, they have to become wives and then they're stuck. Like they don't think they can go anywhere else because they're like, I've never had a job. I have a million children and I have no experience. I don't even have a real high school education and they're, they're stuck. One of the podcasts that I listened to, they literally broke down those wisdom booklets that were the curriculum of the homeschool um, curriculum. And they were reading kind of what's in them. It's the exact same curriculum for every single age for your entire whole time that you go to school. There are only 52 booklets and you use them one booklet per week for the entire year. And you just redo them over and over and over until you're done for being a student. So that makes sense now too, because I remember watching 19 kids and counting and Melissa, Melissa Duggar, Michelle, Michelle, Michelle. So Michelle was talking about how, oh yeah, the older kids will teach the younger kids and they, and I remember thinking like, so you have this like 15 year old homeschooling and like doing homework and stuff with these other kids and teaching them, which tutor fine, but like, you're really having them do that. But it's because by that point they'd done them 10 times. Yes, exactly. And there's no actual like lessons that you're actually teaching as far as like math instructions or how to read or phonetics or anything like that. You're just teaching Bible stories and biblical lessons over and over and over. So 
it's not like you have to actually like teach your siblings how to do algebraic equations. You're just teaching the Bible stories and reading these Bible stories over and over and over. Mm -hmm. And then you have this one woman that was saying, yeah, my dad basically said I could learn fractions because that has to do with cooking. And so mm -hmm. I had to learn that. So they only and learned that things. It. That was it. Like that was the only math that oh. they learned was the fraction. They, they did. Um, another thing I learned that was not covered in the documentary was they tried this like pilot program where some of the girls who didn't immediately get married when they turned 18 could go to cosmetology school at their training center. And it was like a year long program where they went to cosmetology school at that training center that they talked about, you know? Mm -hmm. And when she was at the cosmetology school, they tried to even make all of the like things about cosmetology school apply to biblical principles. So the entire time she was there, it was like the whole, like each thing that they would learn about, like how to cut hair and things, they would stop the middle of the training for that and then break it down into how that applied to Bible verses. Just so crazy to me thinking about my college experience and I was homeschooled from third to eighth grade. So, and it was a Christian program, but it was actual school. Like we learned things, it, but it was just so different than this program they are talking about. Well, yeah, because you can have a real homeschool program that has a Christian backing, just like, just like yes. if someone were to go to Catholic school, mm -hmm. for instance, like there's yeah. going to be aspects of, you know, learning about your religion perfectly acceptable and less you just don't teach anything except that exactly like there's no actual education happening for real life like usage what did you think about um how michelle duggar would say do you need some encouragement oh i okay. i have had such a hard time like processing through this the child spanking and the way that they handled that so in the documentary they talk about that they called the discipline which was like typically used but they used like glue sticks or wooden rods or rubber like hose type things to spank their children from really really young ages very young ages and they didn't call it discipline or spanking they called it encouragement and it was so hard to watch yeah me. because they were talking about how a, they, they would have like a two-year-old and you would literally be expected to beat them until they stopped crying mm -hmm. and then once they stopped crying then you could stop so yeah. some of these like quote, which I don't even consider that spanking. That is a beating when you're taking a wooden rod and hitting a two-year-old on the butt for, for hours. Like, no, <laughs> that's not a spanking. Right. And some of them, it wasn't even like, it was their hands that they would hit and like really horrible, awful things. Just oh, so hard for me to think about and watch still happening to people right now. It's not like it, it stopped because this documentary came out. 
No, no, it's just shining a light on it. And, and Jill Duggar wasn't the only, isn't the only sister that has left the family. Essentially. She's been probably the most vocal about it, but her sister, Ginger, who had gotten married to, I think her husband actually is a pastor as well. And mm-hmm. she has removed herself from the family and written a book about it. Very surprised and very, very sad to hear what is happening behind so many people's closed doors. And it's just really heartbreaking. Well, and then on top of, okay, so then you have like all of this too going on. And then on top of it, you had some of these people who had left the community and they were saying how, yeah, I'm sitting here watching this show, 19 Kids and Counting. And you think that these kids are just all well-mannered because Michelle is soft-spoken? No, that soft-spokenness is taught to the women that that is how they speak. One and two, those children are behaving like that because they will get beat if they do not. And they are terrified. Yeah. It's like a learned behavior because if they step out of line, they will be encouraged. And then how like the men can encourage the wives, encourage. Mm -hmm. Which that doesn't happen in all the households they did say, but many of the households that does happen where the men view their wives as their child, basically Mm -hmm. to discipline. Like they have the authority over their wife to discipline or encourage in the same way that they would their child. I am so glad that I watched it, but at the same time, like I can't stop thinking about it. It's just like crazy. I don't know. If you haven't watched it, it is very eye-opening. It is it is good. If you're interested in hearing about any kind of insider information about cults, um, if you want more information about it, it's a good one to start with. It's called IBL. Is that their their organization? Um, I think there's four letters, like I I Institute of Basic Life Principles, IBPL okay. um, or whatever that would be, IBLP. IBLP. Yeah. Yes. IBLP. Well, yeah. So if you want to learn more about that, definitely watch it. It was good. I mean, it was, it was really a a well done documentary, but it was sad. Yeah. I thought they really did a great job of um, showing lots of different perspectives, like um, people from obviously within the Duggar family, people like um, the cousin, Amy, who I remember from watching the show. I liked getting to kind of have a look at her and her husband today. I thought that was kind of fun just because I remembered watching her when she was on the show and hearing her perspective now and then like family friends that they had growing up and people from outside of their family, but who were in that same group. Just, I I thought they did a good job of bringing in lots of different voices and perspectives. Do you have something less depressing that you're watching right now? (laughs) So that's the main thing I've been watching, but I do want to talk about something I'm very excited about that is coming up that I can't wait to watch the Barbie movie. (gasps) I'm so excited. Um, I mean, it hasn't come out yet, but I'm so excited that the Barbie movie is coming out. Can we um, talk about that? Because I feel like that's very much different. Well, so I've seen some of the trailers for it and Mm -hmm. what I'm gathering is basically Barbie is in Barbie world and then she ends up having to leave Barbie world because certain things in Barbie world are becoming less perfect. And so she leaves and she goes into like the real world. So it's very, um, if you've seen life size with Tyra Banks and Uh 
And it's a doll who comes from a perfect world coming into the real world. Yeah. And I like it because it seems like there's some like humans and then Barbies, but they're everybody in Barbie world and Ken world are Barbies and Ken's, but there are lots of them. So it's not like there's just one version of Ken or one version of Barbie. And so I think it's going to be really cool. I'm very excited. I feel like I need to cut my bangs again for the Barbie movie. (laughs) Okay. Did you like my bangs? Most Barbies don't have bangs, you know. My Barbies did when I was growing up. Very few Barbies in my collection that I'm staring at right now. Um, One of them have bangs. A new updated Barbies don't have bangs. The ones I I had with like the really, really big hair always had bangs. I think you're thinking of like 80s Barbies. Yeah. Early 90s. They had bangs. I like your bangs, but I don't think that your bangs are as glamorous as you with no bangs. I think they're more cute. They it did. It, I would agree with that. I felt like I looked very cutesy with them. Mm-hmm. Right. Like kind I of like me with short hair. Yes, it's very cute. Like when I have my hair short, I feel like I'm very much more sh- like on the cute side of things versus if I have extensions, I feel a little bit more on the glam side. When you recommend extensions for clients for competitions, what types do you usually tell them to do? Most stylists that I've talked to, like hair makeup artists, prefer clip-ins because they can pre-curl them and have them ready to go. And they love clip-ins. But I think um, keratin bonded are the easiest to keep up with and maintain. Are those like the little beads? No, they're actual bonded to your hair head not beaded they're like um there's like little tiny keratin bonds that they almost like fuse to the keratin in your hair and they just grow out with your hair so you don't ever have to get them moved up oh and they're super easy i've had them twice i love them they are great and they're the hair quality is so good they're i love them like they're just so great. There's a couple different brands you can get of them. I love them. Hmm. Okay. Well, I had clip-ins when I competed and I really liked those. And then after I was done competing, I got a halo and I love it, even though you hate it. I'm glad you love it. I just don't think a halo looks as natural for competition. Probably not. I would always, I would always recommend to do clip-ins over a halo because you can place them exactly where you want them. And you can change your hairstyle a lot easier with clip-ins. You can't really do your hair up with a halo. Like it's just a lot harder to do different styles with a halo. It is. And for those of you that don't know what a halo is, it's basically one giant weft of hair that so I got mine through my, my salon. So if you get an actual halo brand, you do have to go through a salon to get them. Otherwise there's all kinds of dupes out there, but it's a big giant weft of hair and it's got some sort of fishing line that goes around it. So you can just lift up the crown part of your hair, lay the halo. And it literally is like a halo. It goes around your whole head and it sits there. It's really good for volume. I think, I think it's perfect to add a layer of volume in if you're going to just do your hair down, mm-hmm. if you know, you're going to have your hair styled down and this is what you're going to do. I think it's great to add in that volume and maybe a little bit of length. 
But if you want to change your hairstyle throughout the competition, clip-ins are a better way to go, I think. And around us, they're a pretty similar price point. Yeah. For like, well, I don't, you know what? I don't know. I got my clip-ins from Bellamini. Is that the brand? Bellamy. 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 Mm-hmm. And I think they were like 120 bucks. Oh, so they were cheaper. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, I can't imagine it's real hair, but they were really good. And I've had a really good experience. Anytime I've bought from them, I've bought ponytails from them too. And they're not Yeah. I expensive. think definitely just talk to your stylist. I would definitely get great quality hair. I think that's a very important thing. And then to take the extensions to your stylist and have them trimmed and color colored to your hair color, and then have them trimmed to match your hair, like cut. That's very important too. Don't just take them right out of the box and wear them, have them trimmed to match your hair cut. If I like add a couple layers in them or whatever to blend with your hair, that is a game changer. That way they don't look like you just open them and put them in. All right. Well, I know you've been gone. Do you want to do a Chris's question? I do. Are you asking me and I have to answer? Sure. Is that what it's going to be? Okay. Okay. Let's do it. If you were to be put on the spot and you had to ask a contestant a question, what is the one question you think helps the judges determine if they are a good title holder or not. What makes you laugh? And the reason why I would ask that is because every, that is one of my go-to questions, even in mocks. And I love to see how people react to it because it's a weird one. It's one of those ones that should be easy, but it will throw you off every time because it's almost too easy. And I would love to see how they would take that question and somehow make it make the answer into, and that's why I would be a good Mrs. America. I love that. I think that's a really cute answer. I love that. Good. (laughs) Because I really do ask that a lot. I think that's a great question. I like it. Thanks for chatting with me today. Sorry, this is late. Missed you. I've missed you so much and I have missed our regular episodes, but we are back on our regular schedule and we're back to normal. Yay. Well, you can follow us at Pageant Buzz Pod on Instagram. And as Rebecca always says, don't forget to sparkle. Follow us on Instagram at Pageant Buzz Pod for all things Pageant Buzz.